0: I'm your host, Apps, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got Gonzo, also known as Super G, joining us on this Tuesday. Mario, aka the Node Defender, is here. And we got Jenna X in the building, so I'm very excited for today's show. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how central banks around the world are shifting into digital assets as we speak. As ISO standards are coming into effect this month, we discuss what this could mean for the long-term impact of many of our favorite crypto tokens. A ripple settlement seems very likely, according to John Deaton, with Ripple only paying twenty million dollars if what he's predicting takes place. We also have a massive update out of um, out of America, with a Bitcoin ETF application being readdressed by the SEC. While the SEC is also having trouble hiring new employees because they'd have to sell all of their crypto, and with the largest financial firms on the planet in the process of turning digital, we break down the details, showing our community how this next bull run is shaping up to be the greatest opportunity. Of our era, our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcasts, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, at the Three T Warrior Academy channel. So Gonzo, how you doing, my friend? A lot of exciting news that we're going to be getting into today. Also, I wanted to mention this: we talked a lot about eighteen dollar, sixteen dollar price targets. There are some new players in this market that have not said a word about XRP. Just looking at the price action, they're excited about this token. So I'm excited to talk about that as well. How you feel, my friend? Thanks for being here.
1: I'm feeling outstanding, man. It's been a great morning. Uh, Mario and I just finished doing hablando Crypto in Spanish. So super excited to be here. We're going to get to do some TA, maybe TA Tuesday. So a little bit nervous, but excited at the same time. But it's going to be a great show.
0: Absolutely, Mario. And we're going to be talking nodes eventually. I think sometime in 2024, the passive income opportunities, the marketing will begin again. But today we're talking XRP. So how you feeling, my friend? And nice Merlin here.
2: Appreciate it. I'm feeling amazing. abs. hope everybody out there in the chat is doing great. Uh, Good morning to Gonzo. Good morning to Jana, to you as well. It's been an action-packed morning. We did it in Spanish. Now let me try and do it in English. I flipped the switch to the English side. So let's do it.
0: Absolutely, Mario. They say, depending on the language, you have a different personality, but I got to say, I like the English version of you, so I'm sure the Spanish version is exactly the same, but Jenna, how are you feeling this morning, and what's on your mind?
3: Good morning, Abs. Good morning. We have Gonzo in the house, and Mario, this is a great show this morning. Good morning to all the warriors out there. I am feeling so excited to get into this. I can't wait to hear a little bit more about the TI. It has been a really fun week so super excited to get
0: into it absolutely guys there's a lot of exciting news to talk about and everybody's focused on price action but it's the building that's taking place behind the scenes we see it in dubai we see it in asia eventually we will see it in the united states and we're going to discuss a new crypto bill that could be passed in the first couple months of early 2024 but we're going to get this thing started the same way we always do by checking out the good morning crypto twitter account that is at 3tgm crypto on twitter go smash that follow button for updates all throughout the day When we check out some of the daily movers this morning, we've got Solana up 4%, Chainlink up 2%, CRO up about 11%, and Flare Token up 2% on the day. When we check out our total coin market cap this morning, we are sitting at 1.32 trillion in total market cap. Bitcoin is 52% dominance, Ethereum is about 17%. We've got Bitcoin sitting at 34,700, Ethereum, 1865. XRP, I guess you could call it bearish. People, we don't go up forever. Yesterday, we were 72 cents. Today, we are down 7% sitting at 67 cents. We also have Solana at $41 and Cardano sitting there at 34 cents this morning. And Gonzo, we're going to get right into the TA because I know our listeners will be excited. It might be a pullback, but it's not a bearish thing, right? This is what's what's important to know about these bull runs. Even during 2024, when Bitcoin breaks all-time high, we're going to go up 70%, pull back 40%. Go up 35%, pull back 18%. That's the name of the game. And if you want to learn more about that, go watch people like Kevin Cage. He talks about it all the time. This was an article that caught my attention this morning, Gonzo. And I want to get your opinion right before we jump into the TA today. Ripple's XRP dominates Ethereum in interest among every single United State, except for three, at least according to Google searches. Vermont, New York, Oregon, and the District of Columbia are the only US regions where Ethereum is more popular than XRP right now. Google Trends data suggests that XRP is more popular than Ethereum in 47 states with the highest interest coming from Delaware, Nevada, Louisiana, Arizona, shout out to 3T and Hawaii. So pretty interesting to see that uh, XRP is passing uh, Ethereum on any metric. The question that we asked our live chat today is, do you believe XRP will ever pass Ethereum in total market cap? We're going to ask our guests as well, but Gonzo, what do you take away from this news? And let's dive into the TA.
1: Yeah, you know it's it's totally uh, a possible, right? Like you can see what's happened is that Ethereum's had a weaker chart and XRP has just been kind of ripping, right? Um, I think that it's all to do with the narratives. Like everything's very positive with XRP. At some point, you're going to get you know the narrative with the ETF, the Ethereum spot ETF, and I think that it's going to play catch up. But do you want me to go ahead and start with the TA? You want to bring up my chart?
0: Actually, let's kick it to Jenna really quick and then we'll dive into okay. the TA. Jenna, what do yep. you think about Ripple passing Ethereum? Here's the thing that I didn't like about these stats. They didn't show how many total searches this is, right? So if it's 20 versus five, that doesn't really catch my interest. But if it's 500,000 versus 120,000, that's when I think these metrics become important. So what did you take away from this?
3: Right, Abs. Like I take crypto potato with a grain of salt. Um and and maybe some sour cream and cheese on top. But I really, I love to hear this. I'm super excited about it. Um, I definitely think that XRP can overthrow ETH any day of the week. I definitely think that it's coming and it's just a matter of time, but I like this article.
0: Mario, and we are going to dive into some TA with Gonzo right now. But the thing I wanted to get your opinion on right before we dive into this is XRP obviously had an extremely bullish weekend. We went from about 56 cents to $0.72 in a seven-day period. That's really exciting, but I think it's the beginning of a much larger movement we're about to experience. And Cointelegraph put out an article yesterday titled, Why is the XRP price up today? And they gave their assumptions. They addressed a Ripple IPO. I don't think that's the reason whatsoever. We have the Swell event taking place this week, but here's what they claim is attributing to this bullish momentum here. XRP's bullish momentum has improved after winning regulatory approval from the Dubai International Financial Center's free trade zone. In other words, financial institutions in the DIFC can now legally carry out transactions in XRP tokens. So my question to you is, the price chart shows us we were due for a breakout. We're getting a lot of optimism in the market overall. Do you believe this is contributing to the price action in XRP? Uh, It
2: could could very well be, but I think it's a combination of the entire crypto market. That article is, is titled, Why is XRP Price Up? That is totally an SEO driven article because people are going to be searching. They're going to be getting notifications that XRP prices are going up. They're going to go on Google and they're going to say, they're going to type, why is XRP price up? And they're going to be presented with this article. Obviously, the news plate have have a lot in play, but we've seen over the last year just how much good stuff has been happening around the XRP uh, ripple, the lawsuit, and the price was barely budging. So I think this is more along the lines of just money flowing through the crypto market. Um, started with Bitcoin. It, it, we're now starting to see it flow through the altcoins. So obviously speculation plays a huge part. And I'm not saying that it doesn't. But for now, I still think that it's just money flowing through through the altcoins.
0: Guys, we got 315 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And this was a really great update we got from Crypto Airy. We're going to be breaking this down later in the episode. But in 2019, I can't pronounce his first name, Yashitaka katao That's a great guess out there. So let me know live chat if that was pretty good. The CEO of SBI said something very interesting about XRP. And this is becoming more relevant today than it even was in 2019. He said, there's basically no value for Bitcoin. So I think XRP will probably become the number one crypto asset. And the remainder of this quote is, we are starting to move toward that goal. And SBI has been very open to leveraging Ripple's technology. We're going to show a couple of examples of that throughout the episode. But Gonzo, this is what people want to get into. Before we dive into the specifics, let's talk about the price action because it's been a very exciting couple of weeks. And I'm hoping this is the beginning of something much bigger. But today, we're experiencing a pullback. So why don't you break it down?
1: Yeah. So if you look right here, this is the total market cap, all of the money in crypto. You can see, we I've talked about this before, about like this resistance level. And you can see, even though this is a rising wage, it ends up being kind of a bearish pattern. That we've kind of like broke our high point from back in April, and now we're back testing at a support, right? I drew this trend line because as we pull back and we get that pullback, I think what we're going to come down to is right here where the support is, right? So um, it's right now it's a bearish pattern, but I think the support comes back down to right here. That's for the total market cap. If you look to see what's going on in Bitcoin, and I'll talk about what happened with like the altcoins and why we had such a big run. But if you look at Bitcoin, Bitcoin on the four-hour is in this kind of like rising wedge pattern where we're kind of like at the support level, we have to see if this thing's going to break down to come down to test support, or do we have a little bit more in us to kind of rise up and hit the top of the channel, which is at about 37,000. Right. Bonzo, I think I think have first... One
0: quick question for you. So mm-hmm. when I'm looking at this price chart, a lot of people address it as there's gaps that need to be filled. So there's two questions I have. Number one, do you think we're in the beginning of a bull run? That's the first question I have just, just looking at the patterns and looking at the charts.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. If you go back and you just look like at the weekly of where we've gone, right? Um, you can see like ever since we were at the bottom right here at fifteen eight, where I think this is the bottom, this trend is just like higher highs and higher lows, right? So we've made our high, we just need to make our higher low. Even if we pull back a little bit, right? Like this thing could keep going up. Let's say we go up to 40,000. If you get a 20, 30% correction, that just leads us back to the major support. But this trend is up, right? We tell people all the time, when we had max fear in the market back here, that was the time that you, were, you should have been getting in if you were going to get into Bitcoin, right? To ride this thing up. And then now as people start profit-taking, that's what you're seeing with the altcoins, right? If we look at Bitcoin dominance, Bitcoin dominance right here, right? On the daily, you can see exactly what's happened these last few weeks, right? We topped out at 54%. This little move down right here, this is what pushed all that money, into all the altcoins right and you can see what's happened is we've kind of almost hit the support level right here where it bounced here here right and so now we're bouncing and we're moving up and so what you're seeing is a red day right we're getting a red day as you look at all the different altcoins
0: and what Um, i want to preface here is that that is completely normal right we said this during the show yesterday a lot of these tokens if you're going to go up 70% in a month. It's very healthy to get a 30% sell-off. You need buyers and you need sellers. And if things go up too quickly, look at what happened to XRP in 2017. People don't like this example. XRP went from a fraction of a penny to nearly $4 in 240 days. We haven't come close to retesting those levels in over six years. That's why you need sellers to come in during a bull run that shows there's healthy buyers and healthy sellers within the market. And guys, we got 361 live listeners joining us. Show us some love smash that like button. Gonzo, I'm going to kick it right back to you. So keep sharing your screen. But this is another chart I found to be very interesting. There's a clear level of resistance right here that we have on the XRP price chart. And it's sitting at about 62 to 64 cents. We talked about this yesterday. 62 to 64 cents was a key level of resistance for XRP. Now we're above that price chart level. We're above that level of resistance. And to me, it's a very optimistic sign. So with that being said, Gonzo, what do you see in the TA?
1: Yeah. So you could see, this is the perpetuals contract for XRP. Like we had this uptrend, I pulled the FIB and you can see like, usually you go the way of the trend and you could see the 382, which tells us that the uptrend, when it bounces off the 382, it means that we're probably going to get continuation, that it's a strong uptrend. Sometimes we'll pull all the way back to the 618, still a strong uptrend, but it gives you time to kind of get back in. You can see exactly where we bounce. We bounce at the 382. So now we're already bouncing. We kind of just have to watch it. If we hold the 382, this uptrend is going to continuing. But if we decide Bitcoin pulls back a little bit, then we're coming down to the 618. And I think the level will be 57 cents. And you can clearly see as we move across, right? That's kind of like where we have the horizontal support plus the Fib pull, right? You could also kind of do a, a trend line real quick where you draw the trend line. And what you do is you follow the trend line and it once that trend line breaks, It tells us we're going to the 618, and that tells you this is probably where we're going to have a good entry at 57 cents.
0: And Waters Above shared a very good tweet yesterday, Gonzo. I'd love to go over it with our listeners as well, because what you're seeing in the TA pretty much correlates exactly to what uh, Waters Above had said yesterday on his Twitter. He said he, he checked off 70 cent XRP, and he told us on our show, by December of 2023, XRP will reach 70 cents. He also predicted a $50,000 Bitcoin or something around that price. I don't want to hold him accountable on that one, but he predicted XRP and it came true. So shout out to Waters Above this morning. He said, XRP checked off 70 cents before the end of the year, but it's important to watch out for this daily RSI at the same level it was during the July 13th pump. This is what he's indicating right here. He circled it in red. The RSI gets above 88 and that's a bearish sign for XRP. It's either we're in a bull market and the RSI continues all the way to 100 basically or 98, 97 Or we're in a bear market and we capitulate starting at about 90 RSI. So what he's saying here is that 92 RSI on the daily chart happens often for altcoins, but XRP is cutting it very close. XRP tends to get overheated moving into a new moon, which is what we experienced here. And then a backtest happens on the next full moon starting on November 27th. So Gonzo, you predicted 57 cents. I would correlate, correlate it to what Waters Above is saying here. 57 cents by the end of November would be totally normal and it wouldn't be bearish for XRP. This is a good sign for the long-term, especially entering 2024. And we got 392 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're talking waters above TA this morning. But Jenna, it's been a while since we heard from you. I want to get your reaction to the XRP price action we experienced yesterday. And also, do you think we're at the beginning of a much larger wave?
3: I do, but I think a pullback is healthy and I have a couple of buy orders in and ready like in case that does happen right now. I think, you know, as Gonzo was saying too, it's crucial just to kind of watch and see where we're going. However, we have all different factors, right? We have, you know, that approval in Dubai, we have the Ripple Swell Conference, and then we have the Point 0.0 Conference. Did you see that Ripple is a part of that? And I mean, that's all of the central banks, the the really, really large banks, all of the who's who and I did a little um, live on that the other day. And it's crazy. I mean, that's where all the big boys come and get together. Plus, the narrative is going to be changing. We have all the good news with the SEC. So like I said before, I think that monkeys off our back. Sky's the limit. Um, It's just super fun to play and scalp. I'll be honest. I'm having a lot of fun with it. But right now, um, I'm just watching to see what happens. uh, See, see where we're going. But yeah, I love it. I mean, this is just the beginning guys. If you don't have your entry point, Like when we are up at 73 cents, people are FOMOing in. People love to buy the tops, right? And then, of course, we come down. We steal that liquidity and everything. But you have to figure out where you're going to get in at if you haven't already because this train is leaving the station, no doubt about it.
0: Mario, shout out to Rosie Rios and Johnny Crypto this morning. The train has left the station, as they say. And this is an article that kind of indicates that right here. Crypto Erie put out this statement this morning. I've had this article in my back pocket for more than four years. SBI CEO, representing the largest outside shareholder of Ripple, was interviewed in February of 2019. He stated that he thought XRP would become the number one crypto asset among all, and they were already moving towards that goal. With the newfound legal clarity that happened this July, this goal is more possible than ever. It's important to note that, yes, SBI does utilize the XRP digital asset in a variety of ways, including as a bridge currency. But they also embrace ERC-20 tokens with their R3 Japan joint venture. But what stands out for me, being Crypto Airy, is that SBI mines Bitcoin at up to a 3% global rate. So this was a really powerful statement. And I'm going to reiterate this one more time before I kick it to you, Mario. He said, I think that XRP will probably become the number one crypto asset among virtual currencies. And we're starting to move towards that goal. That was back in 2019. XDC is another one that comes to mind when you bring up SBI. What's your immediate reaction to this news?
2: Yeah, man, it, it's huge. Like when you look at XRP and, and everything that's happened over the last year around XRP, the clarity is there. And we went through a bull run where the clarity was not there. And, and actually there was a, a massive gorilla on their back, not just a monkey. Now the sentiment's starting to, to, to shift in the crypto market that there's a people are starting to get optimistic. Going into a bull run or navigating into a bull run like scenario, it gets me excited that XRP now doesn't have that gorilla on their back. They're now the one of the only assets that actually has the clarity to run. It actually has the clarity to be adopted. More, ex- more exciting than obviously the speculation is all the utility and all the things that are being built around XRPL. And what Ripple is doing as well and having that value come into the ecosystem. That's the part that gets me excited, whether it happens in the next year or happens in the next 10 years. I think at this point, statements like we've just seen from, from, from SBI, those kind of statements tell us where, where this future is headed and not to mention tokenization, just so much stuff around XRPL and that stuff gets me excited. And one thing I just wanted to add real quick to, to the TA the one the one takeaway I'm t- I, I am uh the one thing I'm taking away from what's happening in the crypto space right now is that we always question is it going to be different and so far what have we noticed we've noticed Bitcoin run we've noticed Bitcoin consolidate and we're seeing all coins now take take charge so that tells me that this time is looking like it's not different so I'm excited
0: that's a good sign Mario and I like how you put that. This is what I've tried to emphasize in the last like three to four months throughout the show is that Bitcoin still controls this market. That's why the best things that can happen for an altcoin is a spot ETF approval in the USA. We've also got a very interesting article. Uh, Jenna, did you have a comment? Sorry. Oh, no. Got you. My bad, Jenna. I read your... I'm staring
3: at the chart, and I might be doing this, but I'm actually looking at the XRP chart right now. Sorry, Abs. (laughs) That's okay. No problem,
0: guys. (laughs) This is a funny article. We're going to talk about more serious articles later in the episode, but look at this out of the SEC this morning. As the SEC's inspector general says, prohibition on crypto ownership is hindering the agency's hiring capabilities here. They are running into trouble hiring crypto enthusiasts at the SEC, And this is no surprise to anybody who's been following this dilemma throughout the last couple of months, whether it's Ripple, whether it's the ETF applications, whether it's Gary Gensler going after Coinbase now, people often forget about that narrative as well, Gonzo. But I'm kicking it to you for some comments and we'll go through this article.
1: Yeah. So what we're seeing is not just a shift in the narrative, but like in a shift of what happens in the market, right? When you're in a bear market and these projects come out with these big announcements, nothing happens. What happens as we transition, what we're hitting right now is conference season, right? You have all these different protocols that are doing their conferences and they're getting uh, huge run-ups, right? You had Solana with Breakpoint. I think Cardano's got theirs. Nier had theirs, had a huge run-up. And now what we're seeing is what's going on with Swell in Dubai, right? Uh, but that definitely shows us that now when we're gonna get positive news or when these guys come out with things, partnerships, things that they're building, um, we're gonna get a run-up in price.
0: I completely agree with you, Gonzo. And look at this. This was an article one of our listeners commented in the live chat during the show. Actually, it was before the show. So shout out. I don't remember who it was. They said, address this article from 2018 here. IBM debuts a stellar powered blockchain worldwide payment system. These types of articles will be circulating again. The number one thing I've realized when we go through these bull markets, is people do two things, they exaggerate current news and they pull old news and then pretend like it's relevant. It's stuff like this you're going to see circulating on Twitter over the next 12 months in order to get engagement on Twitter and that type of stuff. So Jenna, we know this is a relevant article because it's real. IBM debuted a stellar powered blockchain. It's very interesting. They were collaborating in 2018, Mm -hmm. but it's not relevant to what's happening today. So what do you take to this news?
3: Well, no, I mean, it totally is. It hasn't changed. IBM is stellar. IBM is stronghold, which is SHX token, which has it's still a micro market cap. That's why I absolutely love it. And if you go look at all of the key players in there, there there's some heavy hitters. Um, but no, this is, this is absolutely relevant. Stellar is not going anywhere and IBM and Stellar still have that partnership and developing out. Um, I don't know if they're actually using this blockchain. I know this one's old, but I know that they still have, you know, their partnership that IBM is stellar.
0: You know, what's interesting, Jenna, and I'm going to kick it back to you for one more comment. XRP was moving yesterday. I checked Stellar was moving as well. And this is something we're going to see during the bull run. Although it may not do the same thing XRP does, it it tends to move slightly after. I believe XLM did about 12% on the daily, which is great for a token like that. What do you think? Do you think we're going to see the same correlation going forward?
3: It does. And you know what? XLM's ready for a breakout anyway. Like it's ready for a real breakout. Like I'm looking up to like 20 cent range, but yeah, they do. They totally move together. So it's like, if you're having one as like a side bet, just know if one goes up, the other one's going up too. If one goes down, the other's probably going down as well. So like riding together hundred percent. I don't know why they do. They just do.
0: And this is what's funny. We talked a lot about the the SEC struggling to hire new employees. Let's go through some of the details here. The Office of the Inspector General of the United States Securities and Exchange Commission has released its annual examination of the most serious management and performance challenges facing the agency. Crypto was on this list, and that was no surprise to anyone in the crypto community. The existing laws leave gaps in oversight related to crypto assets that are not securities or stablecoins. There have been calls for comprehensive legislation and interagency coordination. In addition, this report said that case law concerning the application of securities laws to crypto assets is limited and still developing. That's a very fancy way of saying the Howey test doesn't really apply to crypto. They also said there are well-known facts that need to be addressed. Employment issues in the SEC are less publicized, but this report highlighted The agency has been trying to add crypto specialist positions in its office examinations, as well as trading and markets and enforcement divisions. The Office of of the General Counsel and the Office of International Affairs are also seeking to fill new crypto-related roles. Well, here's the problem they're running into. The SEC's hiring efforts have been frustrated by a small pool of candidates and a high competition with the private sector for crypto specialists. Many of the potential candidates hold crypto assets, and the report continued candidates are often unwilling to divest their crypto assets to work for the sec i'm not selling my xrp to work for gary gensler i'll make that very clear right now but they're not hiring people like me so what do you think about this gonzo is this going to be a serious issue i want to highlight one more thing think about it this way the best minds in the space they're not migrating in the government they're migrating towards the private sector with that being said what how do you think that's going to impact the industry going forward
1: didn't the sec hear? cryptocurrency is a flight to quality, right? And so you're going to see more and more people that are invested in different cryptocurrencies, but they don't want to part with it, right? And so you would think that the SEC would have common sense. We've already seen that it doesn't, where you get like these great minds that are involved that know how it works if you want to try to kind of find out the frauds and what's real and what's not. But that is going to be, I think, a huge rule for them. And if they don't change it, they're going to continue to have problems, right? Because people that are in the space that understand where we're going, they're going to want to hold the asset, right? And they're not going to be willing to part to just go work with the SEC, right? Especially without any type of compensation.
3: That would make no sense at all. Like who the hell would give up like their cryptocurrency to go work with the SEC? Like absolutely no one. They're going to have to like change this rule. Besides, we already know that a bunch of these guys already have it anyway. They are such shade balls. Nobody who wants to go be a public servant and give up generational wealth. Absolutely no one that's an expert. They're going to have to be like, no, you know what? You can have X amount or something, but you know what? You need to have voices because how is it fair right now to have people who don't hold cr- crypto making all of the rules for all of us are trying to anyway. They have no freaking idea. So you know what? Spice it up. Get some people in. Obviously do background checks. You no know, known scammers and shit like that. I mean, seriously.
0: You're spot on, Jenna and Mario. What I want to actually think about it this way: they think it makes an unbiased perspective because they're not allowed to own crypto. I take it the other way. I would say that anybody who's not holding these assets but is extremely educated, educated enough to enforce the the actual division, it doesn't make sense. There's a lot. La- there's not that doesn't correlate at all. If somebody understands what Bitcoin is, even Bitcoin, for example, look at Michael Saylor, look at Mark Yusko. These guys are risk averse. They own Bitcoin. The SEC saying. You can't hold Bitcoin, you can't hold Ethereum, you clearly can't hold XRP, even though it has legal clarity. So do you think this is a disadvantage for the United States, the fact that our regulators can't hold crypto?
2: Yeah, I mean, in a way, but I, I kind of see I, I see both sides. I mean, I see why somebody wouldn't want to give up their crypto bag because you know, if you do enough research, you know that this stuff is going to have a huge impact in the future, therefore have huge price appreciation, therefore change your life. So for somebody to give that up to go into a government position. I, I can see why that would be a, a no-no. But at the same time, I also see the side that we do need people that know what this asset class is doing, that know the, the potential that this asset class has, and that goes into those kind of positions and is able to um, you know, kind of change the, the, the regulatory framework at, the, at this point. But I really think that it all comes down to Congress. We need Congress to step up the rule of not being able to hold cryptocurrency i think that in a way that also kind of makes sense because imagine the conflict of interest that could exist you know people have bad intentions people have when it comes to money people are able to, are willing to do things that you know go beyond ethics and and to cross the, the gray line or or to cross the, the other side so i could see why that rule is in place and it's it, they need to come to a common ground because we need people in that position we need people that understand crypto that are able to help the agency in this scenario uh, create a better framework so that we can move forward because it's time that we move forward.
1: You know, Abs, I was kind of reading some of the comments in the chat and like no one is saying that uh, we don't need the SEC. I think they have a job to do. The problem is that they've fallen so far away from what their mission statement is. Like if they focused on the actual frauds, the F- FTX of the world, right, the actual people that are being hurt and damaged by actual theft and not going after reputable companies like Ripple or trying to take like library out of business um, for just kind of running their business the way that they are when there are no rules, right? So they have a job to do. They just have fallen so far away from what their mission statement is because of corruption, incompetence, like you can take your pick.
0: And look at what uh, Stuart Alderati had to say on this issue as well. He said the SEC's Office of Inspector General's report is definitely worth a read. Besides the embarrassingly bad performance review, the OIG concludes there is uncertainty whether the SEC has jurisdiction over crypto. This is the SEC's own cop on the beat talking. That is a primary example of how quickly we're going to see things change in 2025. Prices are going to come in. New narratives are going to enter the market. And it's these types of things that are going to start changing the way crypto is used in the USA. But we got 435 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And this was a great article I found last night. Shout out to XRP on Twitter. Raul Paul is discussing how $10 billion in Bitcoin, it doesn't change the game. But when you look at altcoins like Solana, Cardano, XRP... $10 billion can change the game for these projects. And that's what he's breaking down here. So check it out. And we're going to comment. We're fast acting
3: as well. Yeah. So how I'm thinking about this as well is like, we know about the ETF. Looks like, you know, I would give it like a certain chance, something like that. So it's pretty it's pretty certain. Let's say they inject $10 billion of new liquidity into Bitcoin. How risk markets work, and again, you understand this because you've always traded the riskier end of The markets, you know, traditional markets is the money that goes in here gets recycled and goes down the risk curve. And $10 billion in Bitcoin is very different than $10 billion in Solana because the market couldn't take it. But so it it creates this whole move in the risk curve. You know, while everybody now thinks, well, this all means it's Bitcoin dominance all the way forward because of the ETF, I think it's the opposite.
0: Completely, completely the opposite. I, I totally agree. I think um, the reason
1: for, a, a big reason for Bitcoin dominance this year was Bitcoin is not security. Everything else is. And that's now changing. But As you're mute, brother. Oh my goodness, I just dropped a gem
0: too. I'm just kidding. But what <laughs> but what I said there is that he said they go on to talk about how there's no digital assets with Clarity. And then he said, well, there is one digital asset with Clarity and they don't address XRP, but we know they're talking about XRP. So Gonzo and Mario, give me your thoughts.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, it's funny that he didn't mention it, but he, he's not wrong when you talk about like the amount of money that's going to come in. Yeah, it's going to push the price of Bitcoin. But when that, that capital rotates, I was just tell, like making a comment to Ivan. That, you know, the Ethereum chart looks really weak, right? But when you think about, like, a lot of people are starting to look at an ETH trade, whereas, like, on a short-term swing, right? I'm not saying you have to hold it forever. But Ethereum is going to eventually close the gap, right? It's the king of the altcoins. So eventually, it's going to, once it breaks that, like, 1900 level and it holds it and it goes to 2100, it's a short gap, right? Right up to 3500. So there's money to be made. But when you get that kind of capital that goes into it, like, a project like Solana, um, it's going to make... Quite a significant move. Just like when we put that amount of money that's going to rotate into XRP, that's how we're going to get into those higher price, uh, like uh, not not price action, but those higher prices.
0: Gonzo, and we talked about it yesterday. The way that the crypto market works is liquidity circulates through the tokens, starts at Bitcoin, goes to Ethereum, goes to larger altcoins. And we know for a fact, if you just look at prior cycles, XRP reaches 10% dominance minimum every single cycle, even during 2021 with the SEC lawsuit, everything holding us back. XRP still reached 17% dominance at $1.90. That is a huge number. If we got 17% dominance of a $10 trillion market, that is $1.7 trillion in a single project. So as this market evolves and as Bitcoin continues to gain dominance, it's a great sign for the altcoins as well. And that's what that whole video was about. But Mario, you give me your thoughts and we'll close it out with Jenna.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's the reason why I said I'm excited before because we're seeing that this time is actually not different. And that gets me excited because I I know what to expect and the the you know the debate on whether XRP is going to flip Ethereum we'll see but I think it might because I remember 2017 and I remember that moment where XRP uh, took over Ethereum in market cap and now that we have this situation where XRP is not a security it's it's leak, it's it's uh, it's law basically in, in the United States it has the ability to to capture the attention of the retail investors. And when the hype comes, they're going to look at what's the next best thing. And the next best, best thing is going to be XRP. And now it's available everywhere. So I could totally see that happening. And, um, yeah, I think the markets, the markets are revealing that things are actually not that as different as last time. Jenna, what I mean, do you think? i oh, go ahead.
1: Hunter. I was going to say, you know, just for this rally right here, I agree with Mario. I think that's how the, like the long-term bull run is going to play out. But like this short rally that we've had, let's say for like the last month, it seems like maybe people got a little bit more degen, a little bit more speculative because it seems like the money went from Bitcoin into the alts. Some went into Ethereum, but you could see in the chart like ETH is lagging. Eventually, I think it's going to close the gap. But I just think that like a lot more money went to XRP, Solana, some of the other projects, Cardano. So uh, I think overall, like it's going to close that gap. But uh, it's just not quite seeing something different, but just a little bit kind of tweak on the version.
3: Oh, yeah. Okay. So I got to stop watching the one minute chart guys. Like seriously, I've become such a DJ and I can't even take it. But anywho, no, I thought it was really cool that over the weekend, you know, we flipped BNB, which is always fun, like to move on up and everything. And I definitely think we'll get to the point where, you know, we flip ETH, but it's beautiful to see. And you guys have been here and everybody who's watching, like we have been buying the freaking bottoms. So now, like, honestly, everybody's DCA and everything should be low where we're starting to make profit or damn near close to it. Who've been buying in. But isn't it such a beautiful thing to watch and to know that guys, we were here at the bottom of the bear and we're going to freaking make it. So I'm just stoked. Like I just have like such high vibes, high energy. And I'm just so happy for everyone who's been tuning into this and all of you guys, because we are on like one beautiful ride together.
0: It's pretty exciting. And the fact that we made it through the bear market, it shows we are a resilient group and we got 456 live listeners joining us. Show us some love, smash that like button. And Jenna, I wish I could console you on that one. But if you're looking at the one minute chart, that is some DGEN behavior. I completely agree. And there's a lot of exciting news that we want to get into before the end of the episode. But this is what really caught my attention, Gonzo. Pro Bitcoin Senator Cynthia Loomis wants a crypto regulation bill passed early next year in the United States. Senator Cynthia Loomis says that the overreach by the United States SEC into crypto is just one of the reasons she wants to introduce crypto regulation by early 2024. This is a quote here. I think the SEC is overreaching and we're crying out for clear regulatory framework. If you ask Gary Gensler, the rules are clear. Cynthia Loomis, you might not be listening. I'm just kidding. Senator Loomis plans to garner support for the bill from her colleagues in the Senate during the coming weeks. And Loomis is currently working with a New York Democratic senator on sprawling crypto legislation to outline how digital assets should be regulated. Loomis says that clear regulation would help prevent crypto from being used by terrorists. And this is a classic line right here. I'm getting 2017 flashbacks. It's something that is so clearly needed as illustrated by the concerns that Hamas is using cryptocurrency to help finance its savage treatment of Israeli civilians and military personnel. It would help. And... I don't have a comment on the war. I'm anti-war totally. But what I don't like here is that they're using fear-mongering. They are using the terrorists of Hamas to say, we got a crackdown on crypto in the United States. And it reminds me of the stats that we showed last week. Senator um, Elizabeth Warren out of the state of Massachusetts claimed there was $130 million worth of money laundering that went to Hamas through cryptocurrencies. That was dispelled. And Gonzo, you saw one statistic. It was 7 million. I saw as low as $21,000. Either way, it's not close to 130. So first of all, do you think we're going to have a, a crypto bill passed in the USA? And what do you think about the narratives going on here?
1: Yeah, so we, we need it, right? So I'm hoping so. I just don't like the way that she's going about it, right? Because I feel like she's always talking out of the both sides of her mouth. Because when you saw the hearings that went on, and you had that uh, woman, I don't remember her name, but she's from Israel and she's in charge of, of monitoring all the finances that's going into Hamas and Hezbollah and all that stuff. And she even said, it was like, yeah, cryptocurrency, it was 7 million. But like, they kept trying to focus on cryptocurrency and she kept telling them, she goes, I don't want to lose track of where this money is really coming from. Yeah, cryptocurrency is a small piece of it. But overall, it was like $90 billion in state-sponsored funding from Iran. It was the selling of the oil. It was through traditional ways, right? It was through bank, money laundering, all of those things. So you had like the 7 million dollar a statistic that she was saying up to $90 billion on the other means, right? But they kept just trying to, like, push it back to crypto, and they she kept saying, this isn't about crypto. This is about, like, stopping all this money that's coming in, and it's coming in mostly in the traditional ways.
0: And uh, Mario, give me some thoughts, and then we'll continue. Go
3: ahead, Mario.
2: Yeah, I think Gonzo is spot on. But I, I do think that, like, to answer the, the question that you asked, as far as if we're getting a bill, we're definitely going to get a bill. I think that, you know, it's inevitable at this point and And we definitely need it, like Gonzo said. Um, whether it's going to happen next year, I really think we will because we're coming to a point where there's so much pressure just building up around the space. There's just so much stuff happening with the SEC uh, using these enforcement actions in a wrong way. They're starting to get. They're starting to get a lot of attention from from, from the people um, that kind of have a lot of influence. Uh, and especially with this Bitcoin ETF coming out, I really think we're getting to a point, Abs, where we are going to get this regulation sooner rather than later, just because of how much pressure I'm starting to see to build up on that side. So, um, yeah, let's see what happens. But I, I it, to answer your question, yes, I do believe we're getting it and I do believe we'll get it for, for 2024.
0: And Jenna, I'm going to ask you the same thing. Do you think we'll have crypto regulation in 2024? This illustration is, I think, exactly what we're going to see. We're going to see people, and I don't like the numbers 35 and 69. This should be like $9,000 Bitcoin, and this should be like $100,000 Bitcoin. But in 2024, when an ETF's approved, I know all the people who are just doing their jobs and living their life, they're going to start hearing about products like Bitcoin, and they're going to start bragging, oh, my 401k now has 1% Bitcoin. I have a little bit of Bitcoin yeah. too. And so I'm just waiting for that conversation to happen. But what do you think? Will we get regulation in the USA during
3: 2024? Oh man, abs. Um, you know, I, I would love to hope that we have something, some kind of a framework, but it seems like we're just too organized or unorganized and can't get our shit together. Like no one can seem to agree on anything. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily hold our breath. However, um, You know, I hope that when they do, they have a clear framework for exchanges, because think about it: instead of going after every single little token and this and that, wouldn't it make more sense if they held exchanges accountable, but gave them clear rules and guidelines, of course, you know, not just blindly like, you know, ruling by enforcement, but um, actually, hey, you know what? These should be the guidelines for each of these tokens. And before a lot of these exchanges just go take their money and blindly list them, you know, I think that would help save investors a great deal. So but unfortunately, the other thing is with the U.S., they could do what they want. But everybody here who decides that they want to trade on an exchange to get something, they're going to get it. They're going to turn on their VPN and we're going to go get what we want to play. But I do think that starting with exchanges would be good. And, you know. I, I really do hope we get something, honestly, we have to, because if we want this to go mainstream and we're serious about it, you know, I. Often people say, oh, have you even been crypto if you haven't been rugged or wrecked? You know, yeah, I get it. It's kind of like paying tuition um, when you're learning something new. But at the same point, I would love for us to get to a point where we don't have to see people get wrecked, especially if they are, you know. putting in their savings and this and that, you know, and that's why I think it's so important what you guys do every single day. What we all do is little by little guys, you got to learn, you have to learn the basics and what you're comfortable with and proper risk management. So it also does fall on the investors. I know this is a long winded, but I, I really do hope to see something soon, but I doubt we will.
0: Well, here's what's interesting Gonzo. There's consensus right now among politicians that the SEC is overreaching and they're crying out for regulatory clarity around crypto this is what's most important. Politicians move after the lobbyists. Right now, we are seeing the lobbyists move. Larry Fink, JP Morgan, all the people who pay for the political campaigns are the ones who actually matter. That's who's shifting their narrative on crypto right now. So once we see the lobbyists shift, we're going to see the industry shift. Do you think that's what's happening right now? And how do you feel about Congress basically universally agreeing that the SEC is overreaching into crypto?
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, 100%. Like when we saw the narrative shift, You know, I think the first shot in that was, you know, Larry Fink making his big announcement that cryptocurrency is a flight to quality. Right. And so that kind of gave permission for the narrative to change. It just seems that it hasn't changed with the people in Congress. But when people like Larry Fink uh, and traditional finance, it definitely has changed. Right. And so I definitely think we're going to get something probably in 2024, um, and, and we definitely need it. Um, what I was thinking about when you were, were showing that the little meme with the Bitcoin thing, it, you don't even have to do that with, like, Bitcoin. I remember when we, uh, the SEC lawsuit was announced and we went to 93 cents, I had people that don't know anything about crypto that were calling me saying, how do I, how do I get an XRP? How do I buy XRP? They were trying to, like, you know, uh, walk through, like, you know, opening their exchanges and all. And i kept telling them i'm like you know where were you like a few months ago and i even told them i'm like whatever you do i would not buy this thing's going to come back down and that's when you want to get in but when we retrace retraced and we were down to 45 cents those people were nowhere to be found right but when we go back up they're going to call me again but like the time to buy was when we retested 45 not when we had all the hype at 93.
0: that's a great point gonzo think about this development that's also going to be coming to the crypto market We talk a lot about the Bitcoin ETF, but what's more important is tokenized assets coming to projects like the XRPL. And the question that I asked on Twitter this week was about Elon Musk, because Elon Musk had already indicated that at some point, X is becoming a payment application and they will use cryptocurrency to make it the best product possible. This was the quote that I found from Elon. You will soon be able to make payments on X and the payment rails will be cryptographic. I can't say which crypto we'll use yet because I don't know. My comments were... Bitcoin isn't the answer. I'm sorry, Dogecoin isn't the answer. Bitcoin struggles to scale and even the Lightning Network gets a chuckle. Could XRP be the game changer we've all been waiting for? I want to ask our live chat as well. Do you think that X is going to be adding crypto tokens in 2024? But Gonzo, what are you anticipating? We know they're going to incorporate crypto. Elon's pro crypto. He's pro Dogecoin. What are you anticipating if X does add these products?
1: Yeah, that's the million dollar question, right? I mean, he's a super smart guy. He's very technology driven. So we're going to hope that he's going to use the best technology for payments, right? And that's XRP. Well, maybe he's going to add a, a combination of them. We know he loves Doge, but you know it, it's not even smart contract capable, right? And so maybe they do some work on it. He does have the money to pay developers, uh, but maybe we're going to see a bunch of different cryptos that are going to be used for payments, but it remains to be seen. It would be pretty awesome for it to be XRP or XLM just because he's so fascinated with the X, But, you know, you you can see why certain people have taken positions in the Doge just in case it is Doge or maybe even just the speculation that it might be Doge. Imagine how the price is going to run right now that we're kind of in this phase where good news moves price action. uh, Imagine if you start getting kind of this little rumor that that Doge is going to be the one that he picks.
0: My goodness, Gonzo. Don't start the hopium like that. Not on GMC, but we got 456 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button, Gonzo. Obviously, I'm joking. Mario, you're very tech savvy. What is the probability that XRP or any crypto asset is going to be added to X in the next 12 months?
2: Oh, that's a a great question. Uh, In the next 12 months, I think it could be possible. I definitely think it could be possible because uh, I see X is moving in a direction very quickly. And so I think it could be possible. But uh, as far as XRP, I don't know. I have a gut feeling. And again, this is just a gut feeling. And I hope that it's XRP, but I feel like it's not going to be XRP. Um, I can't explain why, uh, but I just feel like it's not going to be XRP, that it's going to be something else. I know that we talk about how Bitcoin is not capable of doing smart contracts and how Doge you know, Doge is what Doge is. But I think there's a higher chance of it being Doge than XRP, to be honest. Um, I think that Elon Musk has been quiet about crypto for a reason. Um, although he should be more voiceful now than ever because we're in a bear market. And that's when you should be bringing the attention to the, the investors if you really have the good intentions. But I don't know, man. I just feel like I feel like it's not going to be XRP, although I hope it is. And I think that Doge has a higher chance than XRP just because of Elon Musk. Maybe maybe
1: just a stable coin. Maybe it ends up being like the paper. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of
2: Yeah, Gonzo, you know, you bring something important. I think we will see a lot of advancements as far as stable coins next year. So there's a higher chance of it being a stable coin. That's a great point.
3: Guys, this just in. Taylor Swift is accepting cryptocurrency for her concert tickets next year. That's pretty cool. That's it.
0: I'm not a Swifty, but I know Gonzo is. So Gonzo, are you excited about the Taylor Swift concert? You're going to be able to use your Ethereum?
1: Bro, I'm going to use
0: all my XRP, bro.
1: I'm going to dump it in there to get those tickets for my daughters. <laughs> hey, yeah, I don't
2: know about that, but I knew you were trouble when you walked in.
1: Oh, look at this guy, Mario. I'm only 22. But
0: guys, we got 460 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And yes, those were Taylor Swift references this morning. Mario brought up how we should or we are going to see friendly crypto regulation when it comes to stable coins, this is a primary example of that. A former Ripple employee, Michael Barr, who is now the Federal Reserve Bank, he's something at the Federal Reserve. doesn't matter, guys. Listen to the video. Here we go. Also
3: used as a means of payment and a store of value, it borrows the trust of the central bank. So the Federal Reserve has a strong
0: interest in ensuring that any stable coin offerings operate within an appropriate federal prudential oversight framework so they do not threaten financial stability or payment system integrity. To provide clarity for banks interested in engaging with these assets, we recently issued guidance on the process by which a Fed-supervised bank can seek to obtain a supervisory non-objection before issuing, holding, or transacting in dollar tokens. So before our listeners fall asleep out there, because I know this is pretty exciting information, what he's basically describing is that every stablecoin derives its value from the US dollar. So that makes it a derivative of the Federal Reserve's product. And that's why they're incentivized to at least regulate stablecoins because it's a direct product of the Federal Reserve indirectly. And Mario and Gonzo, you're both looking down, so I'm not sure who to go to. I guess I'll go to Mario. What do you take away from this video?
2: yeah I, was, I think that, like like i just stated before i think stable coins um and I, and i saw something i saw a statistic and i i wish i could recall exactly what it was but i really feel like stable coin adoption and uh and just stable coins in general are going to play a massive role in 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 economies and i and especially in the us and i really think that that's going to be one of the catalysts for for next year i really believe that we will start to see many different platforms begin utilizing uh, stable coins. But I don't think, I still don't think that will happen unless we have that clarity. So I just want to make that clear. I don't think that's going to happen without clarity, but I really think that stable coins are going to play a massive role. And so, um, yeah,
0: I I believe it could happen next year. Gonzo and Jenna, we're going to close this thing out with a little ripple IPO discussion, but check out the stat earlier. So I looked up, Even if it was 130 million that was used by Hamas, of the 90 million, that would make it 0.14%. And this is a narrative where they make it seem like all the funding is coming from crypto. It is just over a tenth of a percent, guys. 90 billion, even if it was 130 million, which I don't believe it is. But this is what we're going to talk about next to close out the show. We got 454 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Do you believe in a Ripple IPO? Because this man is claiming we're not going to see one anytime soon. Yassin Mubarak on Twitter commented, "I see some tweets claiming that Ripple will IPO this year, or at least in early 2024. I do not believe this to be correct." He attended an event called CoinUlt's 2023 Symposium in San Francisco on October 26 of 2023. Brad Garlinghouse was in attendance for a fireside chat, and he was able to ask Brad Garlinghouse directly about sharing any updates of the Ripple IPO status. Brad went on to articulate that the SEC must approve Ripple's S1 before going public, and that's not happening while the company is in a lawsuit with the SEC. He then went on to articulate that there are still options for a liquidity event outside of the U.S., but no time frame has been given for that. I suggest we temper our expectations in regards to a Ripple IPO. And Jenna, I do want to get your thoughts on this because I believe we're seeing one in 2024, but like he said, until this lawsuit's over, nothing's going to happen. What do you take away from Steve?
3: I agree. They can't do anything until the lawsuits over. Um, I you know I would agree with them. I would if you want to get in and get into it now, um, you know, go to Link to. They've been, you know, selling shares of Ripple for a while now. I know it's kind of hard to get too because somebody has to be willing to sell um to even get any of them. But yeah, no, I mean I hope it happens in twenty-four. I think it will at some point, but I think that all of these false narratives, like, you know, how many of these like influencers on Twitter were saying for the proper party, trying to pump it to $5 and saying, oh, they're going to announce the ripple IPO. They were so freaking stupid. Like, no, they weren't. You can't do that while you're in the lawsuit with them. So I think it's kind of ridiculous, but I think it's good to have reasonable expectations. Just keep watching it.
0: You're spot on, Jenna. And there's always that hopium when it comes to any crypto community, right? We always want it's like I said, especially during a bull run, the best thing that people, not the best thing, the most common thing people do is exaggerate how relevant news is. But the second most common thing is they take old news and pretend like it's relevant. And guys, think about this, Mario. Ripple has to get their S1 approved by the SEC. That means Gary Gensler has to say, all right, Brad Garlinghouse, enjoy the American markets, my friend. So do you think that's going to happen this calendar year? And if not, when do you see it taking place?
2: Well, I think the timeline is first we see the first we see the lawsuit come to a close, whether it, you know, through a settlement or what the case might be. And then we can move towards an IPO. Um, I really that's that's how I see the timeline. As far as how it's going to play out, I mean, I, I don't have enough legal knowledge to be able to make a determine you know, to determine whether they're gonna come to this conclusion next year or things could still get delayed. I mean look at, look at us. We've been here for three years, uh, lingering a- around this lawsuit. So, so, so much stuff could still play out, but I, I, I really believe that it's going to be, um, no ripple IPO until, uh, until that lawsuit is, is closed out.
0: Gonzo, the question we asked our live chat today was, do you ever think XRP will pass Ethereum in total market cap? Be sure to vote on that guys. We're going to address it in five minutes at the end of the show, but I want to throw this in here before I got your response, Gonzo. John, crypto lawyer, John Deaton says a $20 million settlement is likely for Ripple. And he would call this a 99.9% win for the company. What do you take away from my IPO statements as well as how a settlement plays in?
1: Yeah. You know, I I think if we were going to have any type of settlement in this case, I think this is like the closest that we've ever been. Right. Um, You know, we are not privy to these conversations that are happening backdoor, but you can definitely kind of see where they could go to like a settlement And then in that settlement discussion, they're also talking about how they're going to do the IPO. Maybe it ends up being um, like depending on how when it gets announced, if it gets announced at the beginning of the bull run and it helps push us like, you know, into all time highs and above, you know, I'm talking about for like the total market cap of all the crypto. Or does it get like extended out and then does it, is it like a Coinbase situation? when they go public or they announce the IPO, it ends up like being the top, right? We're going to have to see where that falls into play um, as the cycle progresses. But yeah, definitely first things first, they got to get some type of settlement out of the way. And you figure if they end up doing a settlement where Ripple ends up paying uh, like a lower amount and they let, uh, it's done in a way where they let the SEC kind of save what little face they can. Um, I don't see why they, they would not, you know, approved their
0: their their S1. Gonzo, and this is an interesting stat. We asked our live chat today, will XRP ever pass Ethereum in total market cap? 86% of our live chat. We got 429 votes. 86% think yes. So very optimistic. A lot of XRP army members out there. I am with the optimism, guys. I think it's a possibility, especially after what we broke down yesterday, Gonzo. If 17% of the total market cap circulates into XRP. There is a possibility, depending on what the dominance is for Ethereum, that we could see it pass for a day, 48 hours. Who knows? That's all we're talking about here. So do you think it's a possibility?
1: Yeah, definitely. Especially if you look at some of like the macro guys like Benjamin Cowan, and he talks about where Ethereum dominance is going, where it could drop, right? It's at like 17 percent now. But if Bitcoin decides to peel back, maybe you get a pullback to like 11 10% dominance. And then if you look at XRP dominance, it rises. And so there could be a chance where, um, like you said, over a certain period of time, especially as we get towards the end of the bull run, um, that it passes it in total market cap.
0: Mario, I got the same question for you, my friend. Are we going to see a day where Ethereum is below XRP in total market cap?
2: Yeah. Like I said before, I think, I think we could see it. I mean, we saw it back in 2017 and I think that now given the maturity of the market, uh, like Gonzo mentioned it before, we're seeing that ETH is lacking behind and and we're seeing other coins kind of take take charge. So I think that because of how information is more readily available and how the crypto market is, is maturing and people are realizing that Chainlink does this and that Polygon does this and that XRP now has all of this clarity in the United States. I think those reasons could really build a foundation for, for XRP to flip Ethereum, whether it's for a day, two, forever who knows but i think it's possible
0: i agree with you mario and i think you paint a realistic picture right so throw <laughs> me some hopium just 30 seconds here if you had to pick and this and i know you like to give these answers so don't say i don't know i'm not an expert give okay. me a take here in 2024 waters above has said that we're going to break a dollar 90 at least in the first six months and that makes people really optimistic the question i have for you is if we break a dollar 90 where do you foresee us going over the next 12 months because obviously in a bull market XRP outperforms the market. Look at what it did here. Look at what it did during an SEC lawsuit. Where do you think we could go if we break a dollar 90 in
3: 2024?
2: Well, I think we could definitely follow the Fibonacci. Like that's that's what I was planning on for for the previous bull run. For me personally, I was looking at XRP. I was pulling a fib level from the previous all-time high to the lowest point in the structure. That's exactly how I'm going to do it for the next bull run. So, you know, upwards of $10. Crypto do do that they, they they go up to the 4.236 all the time. So XRP, in my opinion, is no different. It has the potential to get all the way up there. So uh, I don't know if this answers the question. dollars. No, upwards, upwards of $10 is what I'm personally looking at. Whether it's going to happen next year, I don't really look at timelines. But I believe it, it it can happen within the bull run or within that run up to the 4.236.
0: And Mario, the reason I ask you that type of question is because you provide the realism, right? I'm, I'm just being totally honest. A lot of times you give very realistic takes. So when you hear someone like Mario say $10, I'm an optimist. I give the hot takes, guys. I'm waiting for 3 five, twelve $5, $12 here. When a guy like Mario tells me 10 it tells me the people who are – I guess, averse to optimism. He's not going to lean into these high price targets. Even he's showing a change in sentiment. Mario, we got 30 seconds here. I meant Gonzo, floor is yours.
3: Sorry,
1: I got stuck on me mute, buddy. Yeah, I agree with Mario, right? Like we're always going to be a little bit more conservative, but what you're seeing is all these bears, right, are finally capitulating, right? Even, uh, God, I forgot what is, the trader is that he even finally sent out a message. capo, right? Kapo sent his me- a message out to his community, finally kind of capitulating. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not going to get some corrections, because I think we still can get a correction uh, right before the halving. But for me, uh, when these altcoins break down to support, it's just a dollar cost averaging opportunity.
0: Thank you so much. And Jenna, give me 10 seconds, please, so we can end on time. What are your thoughts? Do you think we'll break dollar ninety next year?
3: Not sure, but I just longed the dip.
0: There we go. You heard it here from Jenna X. (laughs) Guys, we got 435 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Thank you so much for being here today. We're going to close it out by saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to Gonzo. Thank you to Mario. And thank you to Jenna X. Tomorrow, we got Mark Yusko joining the show. That's going to be a great episode, guys. So get ready. We'll see you in 23 hours.
1: And like we always say, Warriors Rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining